Hey, lovely freaks, and welcome back to the podcast. I'm your host, Amanda. And I'm Hannah. And if you're new here, hi, welcome. If you like things strange and unusual and true crime, you can go ahead and hit that subscribe or follow button. You can also head down to the description box and you'll see a link that will take you to our link tree and that'll give you access to our social media, like Instagram, Facebook, and all that jazz. And all that jazz. Yeah. All right, so before we even get started yes. on our episode today, first of all, we're back obviously um been a hot minute yeah we've both been sick sinus infections throughout my house she had the flu you know type b type b um which i guess is a cold i didn't even know what the fuck that was when you called me and told me i was like okay what is that (laughs) there's more than one yeah um but whatever and so yeah we're doing better though we're back and we're ready to go so before we get started on today's episode though um about the Bever family, because that's who we're doing it about, because obviously you guys can see that. I want to talk for a second about, obviously, Astroworld um, and the Travis Scott incident. And before you start rolling your eyes, like, I don't want to hear this, and skip on past. Um, I'm not going to really go into detail about what happened. I'll briefly go over it for anybody that doesn't know what I'm talking about. But um, I just kind of wanted to talk about it, share my input on it and my thoughts, and you can share your input and your thoughts. Mm-hmm. Um, before we say anything, though, like, what I'm saying, and Hannah, too, um, like, this is coming from two people that their family has been in the music business. I mean, I've been up on stage before my dad performs. Granted, it's not in front of 50,000 people, but, like, I, I know the vantage point that you have from a stage. Yeah. I've been to so many metal heavy metal concerts since I was probably 15 um so and I've also been through what those people went through at the show but I'll explain the difference here in a little bit so if you don't know what we're talking about Astro World was a festival that Travis Scott who is a rap artist put on um November 5th I believe it was I I think it was it was last weekend or yeah. It was sometime in November. It was November 5th. Um, so, he was in Houston, Texas, and that's, like, where he's from. So, this was, like, a big deal. It was his baby. Like, this was his concert event type thing. And it was a festival. I mean, it was an all-day thing. I think it was, like, a two- or three-day um, thing that you could buy tickets for. But I have probably seen over 100 TikToks, and I've just seen so many people who can account for basically what happened that day that we're there. So, a lot of people have said, like, everything was fine that day when they were there. Um, you know, everything was normal, going to different people, watching them. Some people stayed at Travis's, like, main stage where they could, like, get a good view of him and be up the front. Um, you can look up the barricades and the whole situation like where everybody was standing and stuff online you can also find this if you just google it i mean it's all over the news yeah um but essentially what happened was eight people lost their lives um it's actually up to 11 now because i believe some of the people you know were in critical condition went to the hospital and died later um over like 300 people were injured there were people that had reports from anything to, like, broken feet because they were getting stepped on to um, broken ribs, um, not being able to breathe, cardiac arrest. Um, I'm just trying to think of all the different things that I can remember. But, so, 
you're probably wondering like how did this happen like what so from all the videos that I've watched of people that were actually there um, you couldn't put your hands down like you couldn't like a lot of people were like if you had your hands up like with a phone and you started like getting squished or whatever like you couldn't put your hands down like you weren't gonna put your hands down you were just there yeah. you were stuck I saw videos of like the crowd like people in the crowd saying like I can't even put my hands down mm -hmm. and it was like I was looking at a picture of hell mm -hmm. yeah. like people were crying had their hands up and crying at the same time like being like hey I I'm like in pain begging him to stop the show mm -hmm. it was just like yeah there was a lot of people that were yelling to stop there was two people in particular a, a woman or a, yeah a woman and a man they were teenagers, but they got up on stage with the camera guy because the camera guy has their own little stage away from the actual main stage where Travis is so they can record him and everything. And they got up there and they were like, look, you know, back up. Like, um, these people are dying. Like, we've got to stop the show. Like, you know, uh, one of the girls, you can watch the video, probably find it on TikTok or whatever. And she's screaming at the cameraman saying people are dying down there people are dying you know over and over again yeah and nobody stopped the show travis didn't stop the show um as somebody like i said before who has been to shows many shows i've been in that situation i've been i've been in a situation where i was pinned up against a you know barricade and I've been in a situation where a mosh pit was like crazy and people were like basically beating the shit out of each other. But the difference is, is that those artists stopped the show and literally were like, hey, stop being a bunch of fucking idiots. We're here to have a good time. We're not here to kill each other. Back up. Like quit pushing, quit shoving. It's okay to, you know, have fun or whatever and jump up and down and all that, but you don't have to push and be an asshole. Um... That didn't happen in this case. Travis never stopped. He Well, I say that. He stopped twice. Once was for like 10 seconds to tell the paramedics like there was a guy that was passed out right down below him. But then he started like singing while they were working on him. It was really weird. Um, then he went back to doing his thing. And then another time was when there was two guys that jumped up on stage and they told him something allegedly they told him what was going on there was people dying in the crowd that's what allegedly some people have said but we don't know for sure told him something and then he just dismissed them he saw a it was like a golf cart ambulance type thing in the crowd mm -hmm. and didn't stop he just goes whoa whoa whoa, whoa what's that like what's that what's that like you know yeah saying that and then, like, two seconds later, he's like, all right, everybody, two hands in the air, two hands in the air. And then he's saying, like, um, you know, let's rage, let's make this ground shake and stuff like that. And he's also saying, like, what did he say? Oh, at one point, um, he was like, you can hear him clearly say this in the video. When the girl, or the, or the guy that was went up on stage to the cameraman was like, stop the show, stop the show, you know. You can hear him in the background say, who told me to stop? No, we ain't stopping. You know what you came here for. Yeah. Yeah. Literally, I've heard that. So, who's to blame here, in my opinion? I think it would be Travis Scott, to be quite honest. I think yeah. Travis Scott, Drake, even Drake should... should oh, yeah. Because he was, he, there too. he was there, too, and he was there during the midst of, like, the really, really bad stuff. Um, 
And also the event coordinators, the the stage production people, anybody that was there. I don't understand that. That's what I don't understand. There are other people involved in this. There's a whole ass person of production crew back there running the music. Why did none of these people, the, the person that was running the music could have clearly stopped the music and been like, I'm not turning that shit back on until we figure out what the hell's going on, you know? Yeah. And um, also, just the stage because, manager, yeah, the stage every, manager. everybody that was involved could have stopped at some point, they and didn't. and they didn't. All I can say is that the venue, the venue, better have really good ass insurance, and um, and they do. I mean, venues have insurance for everybody from the from the stage performers to the beer people that hand out the beer. I mean. They have insurance for everybody. And it's not to say that the security guards weren't doing their job. They were pulling people out of the pit left and right. Like, or not really even the pit. It was just, you can't even call it the pit when it was the entire floor that was like that. So, they were pulling people out left and right. But I will say that I don't think that they were equipped to do as much as they, you know, because they were young. A lot of them were really young. I've seen some... A lot of people say, like, these were security guards that were, half of them were, like, 21, 22, you know. Some of them were were girls. And I'm not saying that women can't do that. But what I'm saying is, in that situation, you need big buff dudes that can, like, grab people up, pull them out quickly, fast, to get everybody out of a bad situation. And that just didn't happen here. Um, And you're probably wondering, like, well, how the hell did this happen? Like, why did... So if you're in a concert and if you've never been in general admission, you've never been down the floor, nine times out of ten, you have people in the very back that are going to rush towards the stage whenever their performer starts performing. And that's what happens and people start getting pushed up into the front. People are fucking crazy. Yeah. That's just it in a nutshell. And um, it's crazy what they'll do to see a, just a person. Like this is not, I get celebrities, but this is literally just a person. And they will kill other people just to see, uh, yeah. Someone like I who's don't performing. understand it. Like I don't it's understand just crazy how people do that. But, <clears throat> anyways, um, yeah, that whole situation. Like I said, I just think that people should. Do I think that they should have jail time? No, I mean I don't think that. I don't think they will get jail time. I think no. they'll just be sued, and they should be. I'm sorry if you're a Travis Scott. I mean, I listen to Travis Scott's music, and my son does too, but we don't anymore because I'm not going to listen to somebody that condones that literally violence and sees that all sense. that and doesn't care. Yeah, because there, at any point in time, he could have stopped the show. He could have stopped it for at least 10, 20 minutes so that way things get back down to normal. And those people are there for you. They're going to listen to you. They're going to stop what they're doing if you tell them to. But this is not the first time that he's been arrested or anything like that. I mean, there's been multiple shows that he's had in the past where he was arrested for inciting riots because he told them to, like, break down barricades and push security guards to get to the front. And they did it. Are you serious? Back in 2015, I believe, in 2017. So, yeah. And now um, he's got over 68 lawsuits on him right now. And also there's (laughs) there's other performers and venues that have already come out and taken them off, taken him off of their lineup. Like uh, Post Malone said that no, Travis Scott will no longer be. I think it was something in Vegas, and he took him off of his lineup. He's like he too. won't be there. It's just like not human. Also, it's like he saw it and was like, 
anyone yeah, in the whole wide world would have been yeah. like, oh, oh my God, like, let's stop. He just sounds like a narcissist. Like, oh, uh, whatever, I'm doing my show. Let yeah. me just get my show over with. I don't a care A lot of people, people have said dying. that. Producers that have worked with him have come out and said that he is, like, a narcissist. Uh, one producer that he actually left almost dead, having a seizure somewhere. Of course, he came out and said, you know, I almost died because of this dude. Um, so, yeah. I mean, we're not going to talk any more about it because we'll be here all night. Yeah. But... If you guys want to hear any more of our thoughts on that, we'll we'll talk about it in another episode if you want us to. But as of right now, he's facing 68 counts of negligent, um, you know, lawsuits and uh, not being booked for anything. And that's... As he should. That sucks for you. Yeah. Um, don't be a narcissist. What can I say? <laughs> yeah. And of course, he's married. Married or dating? I, I don't know. I don't keep up with the Kardashians. But um, Kylie Jenner is his baby mama or whatever and um obviously they've all all the some of the kardashians have come out and oh one thing she said was they had no idea they went to a dave and busters like party mm -hmm. after this like that's how much of they didn't give a fuck they went oh to a dave God. and busters after, party after, after all of after that? the concert and she said in a in a thing on instagram that she didn't know that anybody had died. We didn't know until we saw on the news or something like that, or until we heard the news. And I'm like, how the fuck how does your did you manager not know? How does also, your manager? He was there. And let me explain something to you guys real quick. If you're like, well, I can understand how he wouldn't know. Everyone that was there, and keep in mind, I've watched a freaking shit ton of TikToks. Everyone that was there, and I've seen video of it, said that there were bodies everywhere in the back that had been pulled out of the crowd. EMTs have come out and said, yes, there was, I worked on like four different people in a span of like five seconds. So there are bodies all over the ground of people who can't breathe, people giving people CPR. There's teenagers that are giving other teenagers CPR that are doing it all wrong because they don't know how to do it, but at least they're trying to save a life. And you don't fucking know. And you go to Dave and Buster's and have a party? Mm -hmm. Bullshit. You just didn't give a shit. He literally just didn't give a shit. He's like, yeah, yeah, people yeah. died in my... I'm sure he bragged about like, it. How the I'm fuck? I'm sure he was like, yeah, people how? died in my concert. Yeah, my concert was a fucking banger, dude. People fucking died. How do you not I know? Like, it. your man... If, if, if that's the case and he didn't know because his manager or nobody told him anything, then they'd be fucking fired. As yeah. soon as I found out. I'd be like, well, you're fired, you're fired, you're fired, you're fired. Because I should have known... I yeah. should have known while I was up on stage, and I should have been able to stop it. If he's going to go that route and say that he didn't know. But like I said, I think he knew. I, I He had to have been able to see it. But anyways, okay. So, without further ado, because we have wasted 17 minutes. Um, Sorry. <laughs> or 15 minutes. It just pisses me off really bad, because yeah, I've does. been to so many shows, and that was totally avoidable. Um, okay, we're going to talk about Robert and Michael Bever. So... Robert Bever was born September 17th, 1996, and Michael was born November 4th, 1998. So they're about two years apart. Um, this is the case where these two boys killed their family. And we're, we're, I'm going to start off with like parents and everything and kind of explaining their whole life situation, and then we'll go into the murder. So their parents were David and April. April was the mom. She was 44. David was 52. They had five siblings. Daniel was 12, Christopher was 7, Victoria was 5, Crystal was 13, and Autumn was 2. So, there's seven kids all together. Um, they lived in Broken Arrow, Oklahoma. 
their father was a security tech guy. Like, he did, like, security systems for people and stuff like that. Um, he kind of has been described as, like, keeping to himself. Their mom was a stay-at-home mom, and she actually homeschooled all seven of these kids. It is said by neighbors that the kids weren't seen a lot outside. Um, almost like they were... They lived, like, a very reclusive lifestyle, I guess you could say. The children were not allowed to be in any clubs, join any activities outside of the home. Like, they didn't play sports or anything like that. They were just mm. solitary at home. If neighbors did see them, they said that they were just playing in the backyard and they didn't really, like, get a glimpse of them. I don't even think some of the neighbors knew how many kids they actually had, which is crazy. The parents usually, like, went to the grocery store without the kids. So, these kids, like, never really went anywhere. Mm. Um... Also, we need to note that the grandparents, aunts, uncles, all that, didn't really see them ever. Like, they would see them at, obviously, Thanksgiving or whatever, but they never saw them other than that. Robert, um, the, he's 18 when this happens, but he was reportedly molested in a preschool when he was younger. And since he's the oldest, like, that was when they pulled him out and then they started homeschooling and they decided they weren't ever going to let any of their kids basically out of their sight. But that's just like a rumor, so I don't really know if that's true. Um, David, the father, was a little odd. He was paranoid. He had cameras installed in the, in the house, in every single room of the house, monitoring the family while he was gone. Like, all the time. Um, so that was a little weird. I don't understand that, but even with all this protection, though, not being allowed to do anything or go anywhere, they had unlimited access to the internet, which I find really odd, especially, like, the internet is pretty, you can find some pretty messed up shit on the internet, so I don't know why they thought that was a good idea, but they had unlimited access to the internet. About every kid just about had a laptop in their room, if they were old enough, you know. Yeah. Um... The boys shared a room, so they had one. The mom, April, had a Reddit, like, blog, basically. Mm -hmm. And she talked about her family and how happy they were. She actually got married to David when she was 15. And she said it was... Like, most people, when they get married that young, it's awful or something bad happens. But it was great. She was like, I have seven kids. We live in this 4,200-square-foot big mansion house type thing and it was really a pretty house when it was, was really this? big 2015 oh this was in 2015 yeah this was recent huh. um two brand new cars so her husband obviously made pretty good money and yeah she just talked about how great life was and her seven kids were just awesome all of them were picture perfect i guess you could say Robert was 18 at this time, and Michael was 16. They used the internet a lot. They would make um, little videos. Robert would make videos on YouTube. Nothing, like, really substantial. Just, like, weird. Uh, like, I got a new haircut today, guys. You know, all kinds of weird stuff like that. They liked Minecraft, uh, Star Wars, you know, normal boy stuff. At some point, though, things started to get really dark. So, Robert's interest started to change and he became obsessed with serial killers and mass shootings like the Aurora Theater shooting and Columbine shooting the school the sister that um survived this whole ordeal one of the sister her name was Crystal 
13 year old Mm -hmm. um she testified that michael was also obsessed as well like became i guess since that was like his older brother he started you know um looking up to him and doing and watching the same stuff and he was doing more than just talking about these shootings once in an interrogation room michael told police that he and robert had begun collecting knives they purchased on the internet Robert also purchased a full set of Kevlar armor, and he got the money from work. He worked at a Christian call center, which is crazy to me to think about, that this dude, like, people would call in with, like, their prayers, and he would help them pray, and then he would take that money and go buy the knives that he did all this with. Oh, my God. Yeah. It's fucked up. Um, Michael said he was never really, I mean, Robert said he was never really a religious person. He just did it to make money. And it's also, um, they also bought all this stuff on eBay, in case you were wondering, like, how the hell did they get this stuff? So, Robert and Michael also shared a bedroom, so it was very easy for them to, like, stay up all night, plan their, like, attacks and their dreams that they had to, like, do all this stuff. Michael, um, Robert, Michael said that Robert had begun keeping a journal where he wrote down his fantasies of becoming an infamous serial killer. Robert would say and write that he hated people, that society was worthless, and that he wanted to, like, do this mass killing spree. So the two of them started making a plan to go on said killing spree from Oklahoma to Washington State, killing random people wherever they went, and ultimately the goal was to kill at least 50 to 100 people. And they wrote this down in a journal. How old were they when they just started doing this? Like, 17, 15... Um, the sister told her parents, like, hey, um, they're getting weird and they've got, like, knives and body armor and we're, like, why do they have this? What are they doing? You know? Because I would, too. I'd be like, um, what's going on? And the parents, uh, said, like, normal. Boys will be boys. Yeah. Got them. I, I didn't even phrase. have to say it. You automatically knew. I what knew it was, it was gonna be that every serial killer, like the parents, are like, mm, "Boys will be boys." He's yeah. chopping up kittens. Wow, boys, boys will be boys. boys. He's I killing can't. squirrels and skinning them alive. Boys mm, will be boys. boys will be, he's drinking their blood. Oh well, boys will be <laughs> boys. <laughs> I swear, I can't. Yeah, it is. Um, so. I mean, my son has knives, but he doesn't have that many. He he has like pocket knives. These were yeah. like, these were I like the different they kinds like, of knives. Yeah. yeah, these weren't just little pocket knives that you know Big ass knives. you can whittle with. <laughs> That's what my son does with them. But no, these were machetes and things like that. So he also ordered handguns and shotguns. Robert did because you could do that, and he was eighteen. The guns, though were going to be delivered to a local store because that's how it had to happen. So, which he knew. So, he had an issue because he had to be 21 to pick them up from the local store. So, I don't know his thought process about how he was going to get the guns once they got there. Because you can't just deliver them to your house. They have to be delivered to a store. You have to be 21 to pick them up. Okay? Keep that in mind. However, the ammunition that he ordered could be delivered straight to the house and there was over a thousand rounds of ammunition that they were gonna that they ordered in order to like start off this mission of killing people from oklahoma to washington 
Robert didn't want his parents to see the ammo, though, because, you know, suspicious. So they came up with the most horrible plan ever, and that was that in Robert's killing notebook that he had, he had a plan in place to kill his entire family before the ammo arrived. The ammo was set to arrive on July 23rd, and they said that they were going to kill the family on uh, the night of the 25th, I mean the 22nd, when everybody was asleep. So the night before the ammo got there, they were going to kill everybody, get the ammo, get in the car, go do this killing spree. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, they would. They said in their journal that they were going to kill them with knives because they didn't have and the, the guns yet so they were just gonna like slit everybody's throat and then they planned to also video this they said that they were going to record it send it to the police after they like were on their way to leave so that way they could be like famous and they also were going to dismember all the bodies and put them in like trunks or something i'm not really sure do they want to get caught i'm guessing they wanted to be super famous for killing Oh, all so these they, people. So yeah. they wanted, they eventually wanted to get caught, but they wanted to go on this like mass killing spree before they got caught oh. and kill their family. So now we've made it to the night of July 22nd, 2015. It's 1130 at night when April and April's the mom, Crystal's the 13 year old sister. They were downstairs doing the dishes, cleaning up the house and all that. April, the mom tells Crystal, Hey, go get your brothers. Um, you know, they can help clean up because the rest of the kids, the little ones, obviously were in bed. But she was like, go get your brothers and tell them to come down and help clean. When Crystal enters the bedroom, she sees her brothers with body armor on and knives all over the bed. Which is kind of not unusual because they have been, like, messing with the knives and had the body armor, like, trying it on. But she felt kind of weird about it. Yeah. She said, but Michael turns to Robert and says, quote, should we do it right now? Robert says, Yes. Michael says, hey, sis, come here to the computer. I want to show you something. When she does, as she's, like, leaning in to look at the computer, he, Robert comes up behind her and slits her throat. Oh, my God. Crystal starts screaming after this. Just instantly, damn. Yeah. Which they didn't plan for because they wanted it to be, like, quiet kills so that way nobody in the house would wake up. She... Um, start screaming. They start stabbing her repeatedly. I'm not sure as to where on her body, but she had multiple stab wounds. And she also managed to, like, fight them off and escape. She takes off running downstairs. April, the mom, heard and saw her running outside, covered in blood. She was, like, looking through the window at, like, the sink or whatever. And then she starts freaking out. She's like, what the hell? You know, I'm sure she didn't say that, but... I would be. What the yeah. fuck's going on? Like, yeah. oh my God. So Crystal collapses on the lawn, and in that moment, Robert was going to like get Crystal and like kill her and make sure she was really dead. But he saw his mom. He turned to her and started stabbing her. April fought him for a little while, but unfortunately was stabbed to death forty-eight times. Mm. Michael at this time was told by Robert go outside and get Crystal and drag her back inside because we don't want anybody to see her out there on the lawn. He goes out, starts dragging her back in, and he left her in the entranceway of the house thinking that she was dead. And she actually said that she was still alive, believe it or not. Really? Yeah. She said that she had come back to consciousness at this time and as he was dragging her back in the house. And she's 13, so she's pretty smart. And she decided she was going to like play like she was dead so that way... She could maybe try to escape, get away, something. 
but she was really weak. Um, Robert asked Michael at this time, where's everybody else? While everybody pretty much woke up from the screams, um, except for the dad, he must have been a really heavy sleeper or either he, like, maybe the his room was further away from all this. Um, but whatever the case, the seven-year-old Christopher and five-year-old Victoria, they woke up, they ran to the bathroom and locked themselves in. They locked the door. Hmm. Um, and then Very Michael... Smart. I thought they were going to run downstairs. No. Michael uh, does something that is awful, and I'm probably going to cry. Um, because it think it, like I can't even imagine doing this to you when you were little. He goes to the bathroom, knocks on the door, and then they're like screaming, you know. And he tries to get in. He realizes it's locked. Then he starts telling his little brother and sister, "Please help me! Please help me! Robert's gone crazy. He's trying to kill me. Please help me! Please help me! It's not oh me. God. It's Robert. It's not me. It's Robert." To which they open the door, mm-hmm. and then he stabs them twenty times to death. Oh my God. Can you imagine? Like, I can't even. I couldn't even. even do that to Adeline. Well, I couldn't do it to anybody. But yeah. just, like. But the, that the makes fact me that more, like, knowing that So manipulatively yeah. did that. Like, it's just, he's the biggest piece of shit on yeah, planet Earth. Biggest piece of shit. Um, Daniel, the 12-year-old brother, hears everything as well. He makes his way to his dad's office, locks the door, and then this 12-year-old is awesome because he calls 911. You can find the 911 call, um, but it's not very long. Essentially, what it is is the 911 operator says, um, you know, 911, what's your emergency? And then he says, my brothers are attacking the family. She keeps saying your dad. She thinks his, he's saying father. She thinks he's he saying, father. saying father. Yeah. But he's like, no, my brothers, my brothers. And then you hear people, like, talking. And what it was was it was Michael telling Daniel, like he did with these little ones, Please let me in. Robert's going to kill me. Blah, 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 blah. Unfortunately, Daniel believes him. He go, He opens the door, lets him in, and then Robert's right there with him. Um, and then you hear someone go, hello, on the phone. And she goes, hello, and then it hangs up. So mm-hmm. they smashed the phone when they realized that he called 911. Mm-hmm. Um, and obviously they, you know, are pissed. They then... Um, start going towards Daniel and Daniel says please don't please don't kill me you're my brother I love you both please don't kill me Michael turns to Robert and he says he's all yours and then leaves and Robert stabs him to death Um, David the father at this time finally wakes up and heads downstairs to find a horrific scene and as soon as he sees what's going on he starts like attacking Robert charging after him But unfortunately, Robert managed to stab him in the chest, like in the heart, and continued to stab him about 28 times, and then he is dying. And while this is going on, they hear a knock at the door. I just want to say that the police responded relatively quickly because... I don't know the timeline, but he was only... Because it probably only took him about five minutes to do all that. Yeah, I mean, really, it probably did. Yeah. Um, so the police responded relatively quickly. So they freak out because someone's knocking at the door and they take off running into the back, um, out the back door. They go into the woods and the police are the ones that are knocking at the door. We find out. So the police actually, um, you know, enter the home and they see Crystal on the floor. She's still alive, thankfully. And she, um, 
you know, they rush her to the paramedics and they stabilize her. They then continue into the house where they see the horrific scene. They find mom, dad, and all three kids dead with blood like everywhere. The police discovered that there was actually, there was cameras and live footage from the scene. There isn't a lot of info on this whole live footage situation, but I'm assuming probably the live footage was from the cameras that the dad had, plus they had handheld cameras because, you know, they were going to record it. Did they have a baby? Yeah, I'm getting to that. Oh, okay. So, two-year-old Autumn, thank God, was in her crib, still alive. Mm. Let me tell you the plan for Autumn because Daniel, even though he passed away, he saved his little baby sister's life because the plan was to kill every single person... And then go to Autumn's crib, cut her head off with an axe. Oh, my God. And then she would be the last one they'd murder. So, if Daniel wouldn't have called the police, she would have died. Well, everybody, you know, yeah. obviously would have died. But, but he saved her life. Yeah, killed her too. Essentially. Wow. After not finding Robert and Michael, the police realized that, okay, they've probably done this and they're gone. So, they realized that the back door is open. They bring in police dogs so that way they can go to the woods and find them. Michael comes out right away, pretty much, you know, once the police dogs come out there. But Robert didn't come out. He uh, didn't want to. And the police were like, yeah, fuck that. And they told the dogs, like, go get him out. And the dogs Mm -hmm. basically did. They tore his shirt off. You know, he's got some bite marks. I don't really care. Um, When they pulled him out, he was covered in blood. They both were. And Robert has, like, this smirk on his face. Yeah, I see the pictures, and it's ridiculous. Like, yeah. he has this smirk. He says, and like I he's quote, proud. It's been a pleasure, and I'm proud of what I've done. God. End quote. The brothers were quickly arraigned after this, um, both charged with five counts of first-degree murder, one count of aggressive assault with a deadly weapon. They both pled not guilty, obviously, Robert, however, eventually pled guilty to all counts and was sentenced to life imprisonment without the possibility of parole. He's currently serving his sentence at Joseph Harp Correctional Facility in Lexington, Oklahoma. Michael, who was still a minor, faced trial on April 16th, 2018. He was tried as an adult. Um, and since, according to Oklahoma law, defendants aged 15 to 17 who are charged with first-degree murder must be prosecuted as an adult. Um, he was, on a August 9th, 2018, he was convicted of all counts of five, um, the five counts. And he was sentenced to five life sentences, plus 20, 28 years. That's so weird to me. I just want to, I, I get why they do it, but it's so weird, like. You have a life sentence plus thirty years. Well, okay, so if I yeah. if I like if I die and come back, <laughs> yeah, it makes no sense. But okay. I mean, I get it. They have to like add the sentences for each. But anyways, yeah. he was, however, given the possibility of parole. What? Yeah, Michael uh-huh. was because of his status. His um, age. Yeah, status 17? as a minor. The earliest he is eligible for parole is 2054. He'll be 54 years old. Um, He probably won't get it because his sister will still be alive to testify against that. I can't believe she survived. Mm Mm-hmm. She did. She had multiple surgeries um, because her throat was slashed and she had stab wounds. But she did. She made it. I cannot believe that. I wonder how how she is, you know? Well, Robert tried to commit suicide in prison, obviously, and attacked a security guard with a sharp object, thinking, like, okay, they're going to kill me. 
I don't really understand that, though, because he's really proud of his sentence. He has a prison tat on his knuckles that says, one of them says life on one side, and the other side says L-W-O-P, which means life without the possibility, with life without parole. Yeah, I can't roll my eyes any harder at that. Um, what a douche. And so the sisters, actually, we don't know anything about them that survived it's reported that they were adopted by someone um in the in oklahoma but i don't know if it was family members or what they actually had their names changed so that way they could protect their identity which i totally understand that the house um they were going to the city was going to buy the house demolish it and make like a memorial type thing with like a gazebo and everything where mm-hmm. people could come and um it was set on fire under suspicious circumstances what somebody obviously was i mean yeah pissed and didn't want it there mm-hmm. same and um so wait for the house for the people that died right or for them the memorial? Yeah. It was going to be for the people that had died. Yeah. But the, somebody before before they realized that the city was going to buy it and do that, somebody had already set it on fire oh, because okay. they were pissed off, you know. Um, so now, though, they tore it down and they still put a gazebo there and it's like a, it's like a, um, like a little memorial site or whatever because this is like one of the worst things that ever happened in that community. Um, there have been reports that the there was abuse in the family, uh, but I don't, I, I don't really know. Um, I don't want to say that there was or there wasn't. I do know that Crystal did corroborate on the stand when her brother said something about the parents being a little abusive, but she never said like, yes, our parents beat us all the time or nothing like that. Like she just said they were a little excessive, not letting us leave and stuff like that. Um, so yeah that is wow the case i managed to fit all this in 38 minutes girl you better work um anyway (laughs) um but yeah that's the case that's crazy how it's just scary i don't understand not want to have kids yeah well i mean i already don't but like more even but i don't understand what i mean i i I get that they started becoming They've started becoming fascinated with murder and serial killers and stuff How like that. How did that start? It has to start somewhere. Because they were on the internet at a young age, oh. looking through all the murder stuff. Which I've, yeah, back but then it was... that doesn't make any sense to me because I I'm not obsessed with serial killers, but like I do like true crime and I like yeah. knowing about cases and stuff like that. So I'm not fist to go out here and murder someone. So I don't understand the difference because I've been into that stuff since I was that age since I was like 16, 17 15, 16, 17 and I've never thought huh let me try this like I'm you know I still feel guilty if I kill an ant I thought you were going to say an animal no Um, I was like wait a minute (laughs) what no an ant I'm like I still feel guilty if I kill animals (laughs) Um, an ant I got you Uh, but yeah so I don't know. I just don't get it. Um, if they were being abused, uh, I can understand that. Or seclusion yeah. or something like that. But they they had a plan, man. They were going to just go on this super intense killing spree and kill all these people. Um, and maybe not. 
maybe they just put that in their notes so they could get famous. I mean, obviously, that was what they were accomplishing. They've got it. Not yeah. really. I mean, we're talking about them, but they're not, like, they're no Jeffrey Dahmer or something like that. Like, no. I don't think they're going to make movies about it. Because, um, literally, when you said, I thought I knew this case, but then when you started talking about it, I was like, oh, wait, no, I don't. And so that's why I was Googling. Well, there's been quite a few teenagers that have, like, snapped and killed their parents and stuff like yeah. that, you know. I mean, that's not something unusual. There was a I wife swap. Yeah, there was a wife swap where it was a pretty intense oh, family. Yeah. And they... Why are you laughing? Because I'm remembering the one that we... Are you the one you're talking about? Mm-mm. I'm talking about the one where the kids killed their family. Oh, no. The, the, oh, I thought you were talking about that guy, the boy that was, like, super weird. He was homeschooled. With the hippies. Oh, no, no, and no. And we thought... We were like, woo. No. He was just... Bless his heart. Um, No, not that one. But, yeah. So, I mean, there's tons of... I mean, I don't really know if they're called family... I mean, I guess they're called family annihilators. Usually that's a dad, but... um, That's just crazy. They might be called that. I just don't see how you can kill any child, but I'm... I'm, Like, your sibling. I mean, especially if you're older, because for me, like, I'm older than you. Ten years. So, when you were born, I've... Not that I felt like you were mine, but I was old enough to remember you as a baby and grow up with you loving you mm-hmm. like you were my child, in a sense, you know what I mean? Yeah. And so, yeah, I just don't get it. Like, I, I feel don't that understand. way with Isaac and Adeline, too. Yeah, I mean, that's that that's your niece and nephew, but you were a teenager, or you were younger than that when I Isaac was, was born. You were 10. When Isaac were was you born. 10 or oh, 9? I don't oh, know. No, I was 9. You were nine. But, so anyways, I don't know. It's crazy. Um, but that's it for tonight, you guys, or today, tonight, whatever. We hope that you guys have a fantastic weekend. Um, trying to think if there's anything else. I've thought about making us a Twitter. I don't know. I don't like Twitter. If you guys want us to make a Twitter, let us know. Um, I've thought about it. Yeah. Uh, we also might be doing a Patreon page soon, so let us know if that's something you're interested in. I'm not quite sure what we're going to have on there. I know that a lot of true crime people do, like, extra episodes and stuff, but it's really hard for us because we only are able to, like, record one day a week. Um, yeah. Because of Hannah's schedule with college and stuff like that. Uh, if you guys don't mind just hearing me, we can do that. But I really hate doing stuff by myself, so um, I don't know. We're going to try to do a Patreon page and we might, we're going to have like a few subscriptions where you can subscribe and get some, you know, extra stuff. Um, but I don't know what it's going to be yet, but we'll keep, keep you updated on that and go to our Instagram so you can see when we post, um, about that and everything else. I'm trying to think, is there anything else I need to say? Oh, our one year episode will be next week. Yay! So, whoop whoop! So, um, we're gonna have a pretty big episode. We're probably gonna do, probably gonna do a two-parter for that one. I feel Ooh, like, yay. um, maybe like a good serial famous killer? serial killer. Yeah. Um. So, anyways, all right. Well, we hope that you guys have a fantastic weekend, and we'll see you guys later. Bye. Bye.